Welcome to the 17th episode of Dialogica. I'm Stephanie Tankinisan, and our other host, Sweden Lee, is still away on business. So this week, we have a very special guest and a good friend of mine, Verena Sitomora, who is one of Jakarta's resident girl boss. And we're going to have a conversation on female leadership or what it means to be a girl boss. We're going to talk about embracing your inner bossiness and not really caring about what people think when you do that. We're also going to talk about feminine and masculine energies and the rigid stereotypes faced by women when they're in the workforce. And just rock it in the business world, regardless or not, we are born a bossy female. So, here's to it! each other from back in 2014 when we first met each other. Farina is essentially one of Jakarta's like known girl bosses. Farina <laughs> um, is the CEO of her own company called Catalyst Strategies where do you want to go into what you have Sure. To do? The company itself, uh, we're a consulting firm. We run marketing strategy, digital strategy, execute campaigns for clients um, and our clients range from corporations, uh, a lot of technology firms, and also... Any you can disclose? <laughs> I guess one of the, our most well-known one was when we were working for the 2014 presidential election Jokowi campaign. And uh, yeah, you got over 2 million followers yeah. for then-candidate and now-president Jokowi in a matter of... Two months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was the fastest growing political page in the history of Facebook ever at the time. Before starting her own company, Farina worked in Blackberry yes. and in Silicon Valley. Yeah. And you got your MBA at Northwestern Kellogg, right? Right. Farina is one of like the most sought after female leadership and tech speakers. <laughs> like I feel like Farina is always jet setting to be like speaking at some conference. Like, uh, posting awesome Instagram steps and <laughs> stories about her life. And, yeah, just being a hashtag girl boss. You know, I'm really, I mean, it's 2016, right? Yeah. And then we are still talking about women in the workplace and conferences yeah. and especially women in technology. And I kind of wish that... The narrative should change in a way. Yeah. And then, like, that discussion about gender should be irrelevant at some point. I think, like, the thing with gender in the workplace is that if, like, oh, what can women do to lean in yeah. and make themselves heard? Yes. The problem isn't making themselves heard, but there's a lot of, like, structural policy and issues and, like, societal right. conditionings yes. that, like, make women, you know, want to quit yeah. their jobs after they have kids and things like that. A lot of these questions are already, like, what can women do? I mean, like, is there ever a question that we what, can't do anything, like, you know? What like, we can do men some... do to make the workplace better for women who come back from motherhood? Like, yeah. <laughs> that would be a good question to ask in a male, right. like, all-male panel. Yes, yes, yes. And um, I think we're sort of similar in the way that we're pretty much the kind of people who own our... Yeah. bossiness and confidence yeah. and that has really helped yeah do you I think, think that's a do you think that's a factor i i do think so i think when you when you're confident enough and you're very comfortable with you know your own skill sets and you believe that you have the competencies obviously mm-hmm. and you're very genuine and very authentic in that sense yeah. um i don't think there's an issue people doubting you just because yeah. you're a woman i don't think i've ever experienced that yeah. actually But I kind of always own it, you know, when it comes to the professional space, right? Like, I definitely know that 
occasionally that I have to be more well-credentialed than some males. Mm -hmm. And I kind of do make myself sound smart and, like, presentable. Yeah. And tell people my credentials ahead of time almost in a way, like in a more subtle way to make sure that they don't underestimate me. I notice that I do that a little bit. Right. And I'm lucky to have had privileges that allowed me to do that because we've been super bossy. Like we haven't had to handle that much pressure. I think it's very, it's very, you know, we have stereotypes for a reason, right? Like, and people tend to make assumptions about you. As a, female in her 30s not married you know and I I run my own company Mm -hmm. people immediately attributed my singleness my singledom into being oh Farina it's because you know you're too picky yeah because I can't be picky about the guy I want (laughs) to spend a long time with right and then you know my favorite comment would be like oh Farina I think uh you know you're single because you're too independent the one that I often get is that you're too intimidating. Oh, yeah. That, that That's too. like numero uno for me. Right. And because, obviously... And I don't get that. Like, no. I don't think I'm intimidating at all. I think it's, I it's more that. like... It's more like because... I mean, so what if we are intimidating to some people? The thing is, like, I probably don't want to end up dating them. I know. You know, right? right? Um, and... You can never please everyone, mm-hmm. and at the same time, you're also not gonna date everyone. So people who do find you too independent, too intimidating, exact too self sufficient, don't want to date. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's a good filter, but I don't think these kinds of comments they would make. But I think that they won't even make it if I'm like a male CEO. That's you the know? thing, right? Like I think male CEOs should be independent. Male yeah. CEOs should be um, self sufficient. Yeah. Male CEOs should be picky. If you go to any women conferences, yeah. they will ask about, like, how do you manage your time between you and your babies and your children? And, you know, in my case, it would be, like, me and my dog. And so, yeah, you don't ask that to a male leader. Yeah. That's a good qualifying question, actually. Before you ask someone, you know, you should ask. Like, yeah, I mean, would you ask this question to a guy? Yeah, because I wish, like, in more women in tech or leadership forums, they should ask more about, like, what your leadership style is or like what makes you a good leader but they don't really ask that as much it's like what are the troubles that you have and it's kind of condescending almost you're a good leader because of certain qualities right and it's good to ask about that you know instead of like presuming that you're having issues (laughs) in your dating life (laughs) yeah in my dating life thank you about a lot in our coffee chats is female and masculine energies like how men and women have different kinds of energies and there's this like assumption that women have feminine energies and men have masculine energies energies. and you want to talk about how yeah misguided this concept is i mean i would suggest actually if you guys like are really interested in like the feminine masculine energies um there are philosophies based mm-hmm. around this mm-hmm. is actually the tantric philosophy mm-hmm. um not just the sex part but yeah. tantra is yeah. a whole path System right like thought. yeah it's it's very comprehensive and um i would suggest a few books intimate communion by david data is a really good book to understand feminine and masculine energies yeah and we're talking about energies not exactly like gender roles mm-hmm. 
it's not that because you're a female, then you should have more feminine energy or like because you're male, then you have masculine energies, but it's just energies that you have. So yeah. in tantric philosophy, they believe like everything has feminine or masculine energies mm-hmm. and you can carry certainly both and you do need both yeah. to live. Yeah. So when we're in the workplace, we harness our masculine energy to do things mm-hmm. and to be, you know, going through our purpose, getting through, lead, yeah, Leadership. leading, directing, you know, that's yeah. very masculine. But then also at work, we could use feminine energy, which is more creative. Yeah, empathy, like being more yeah. in the present, like having yeah. fun, you know. It just, it's like, it's a play and it's it's an awareness thing. Like yeah. you're, you just need to be aware which one you're using yeah. at any given moment, right? Yeah. I think it's just about awareness and... So many people, I think, without reading the whole philosophies about femininity and masculinity, mm-hmm. mistaking it with the pink and blue for babies, you yeah. know, um, and boil it down to that actually is a very intricate and like very comprehensive concept that I would suggest everyone should just yeah. read and understand. And I think there's this stigma against femininity, especially for strong women. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is like, female, again, female masculine energy doesn't really have anything to do with stereotypes of gender roles, right? Like, the problem is people force certain energies onto different sexes. Yes. And assume that, you know, you as a woman have to be feminine all the time, otherwise you're a failure as a woman, you know? And that's like the flawed part of gender roles. The assumption because you have a certain sex that you have to perform that gender at all times and have that kind of energy at all times is like the flaw of the system. Yeah. It's not the whole masculine and female Again, energies. coming up with a certain formula for everyone, yeah. which is like generalizing everyone into this. Must these, be a certain yeah, thing. Which is crazy when you think about it. The and variety of people. and The thing is, like, I'm sure that societal norms have pushed a lot of people to feel more comfortable with different energies and uncomfortable with different energies, right? And suppressing those different energies because they feel like they need to fit those certain roles. Yeah. And that's, like, the thing, like, as bossy women yeah. who own it, um, yeah. like, We've had to go through a journey to, like, reclaim feminine energy. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's almost as if if you're a boss lady, then you have to dress up a certain way. Like, yeah. you have to dress, like, in this masculine blazers mm-hmm. and, like, be, like, wear totally... Blacks and yeah, wear blacks and blues and, you know... Which and is that's what all. I do. <laughs> I do. I'm wearing blue yeah. right now, okay. I'm very, very neutral color like and you have black. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, like... And somehow we can't be feminine. Mm-hmm. And you can. Like, you could do whatever you want, really. Yeah. The right? point is, like, you just live your life. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, to you do you. You know, I've been telling you, like, recently I started taking ballet lessons, mm. which I hated as a child. Like, I grew up with taekwondo. I was, like, super tomboy. I was the best taekwondo person in that class, period. Yeah. Like, I beat up all of the boys. That was my thing, right? Yeah. For the longest time, I felt really uncomfortable, especially as a feminist. Like, it, yeah. like being feminine right and like i realized that that's actually stigmatizing femininity itself and those characteristics as if it's bad yeah and that's also like sexism internalized misogyny in a different way right like assuming because something is female or associated with being female that that's a bad thing right it's crazy like I mean, I like flowers. Yeah. You know, I really do. And I think they're pretty. I like flowers too. Yeah. And I then like, like being given flowers. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I recently took up like belly dancing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's nothing more feminine than that. And actually, when I did it the first time, it was such an interesting mix of people in the class yeah. because it's super beginner. Yeah. And it comes in all sizes. You know, the women are, awesome. are some are like 
small, some are big, and just like everywhere in between. Yeah. And you just want to move, and like sure, it is the really. most feminine. And like I feel really beautiful when I was doing it, That's and awesome. I I feel like if you want to do that, then do that, yeah. right? And if you're a female and you love weightlifting, you should do that too. Which is get that your best friend. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, like I think, yeah, again, right? Like there, what is good, what is bad? There's nothing. Um, I think people get militant about it's all or nothing yeah ab- and about labels yeah. and about putting yourself into boxes and mm-hmm. you shouldn't be comfortable with whatever choices you make yeah. I think there's no issue at all and right? I think my problem is more with the external societal pressures yes like if anything I think that's more of the career leadership professional challenge with societal external pressure versus like once you've already decided that you're in it you know and then as a result I think a lot of people especially when they have kids feel the pressure that they should focus on their motherhood mm. and things like that instead of you know focusing on their career so they don't think that they necessarily have to have a career to begin with yeah and i know that like this is so crazy but i know people who they were like 23 24 and then their boyfriend at the time forced them to stop working what yeah and then like one one broke up with uh, someone i know because they like wanted to work after they got married and the guy's like so conventional and wanted her to become a full-time housewife why are we having this conversation still at like this year? I don't know. Yeah, understand. but this is real. Like, yeah, I, this exactly, is more right? than two people that I know. Like, wow. This is actually, yeah. it's like every time I come back here, mm-hmm. you know, I have holidays or whatever in Indonesia, and you know, my not my immediate family, extended but like family extended ask. family who's like cousins of cousins of cousins that I don't even see. Kapanika. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, when are you going to get married? Like, who are you dating? Like, what is your boyfriend? Are you sure you don't want to marry a Batak guy? You know, like, yeah. And I'm like, Look, I'm smart. I'm independent, yeah, right? And I successful. don't need I don't need a man to complete me. Yeah. So I basically like it's binary. Yeah. Right. Come up with this binary mindset that if you're gonna be professional and successful, then you probably you don't need the other side yeah. of life. Yeah. And I took that to the extreme map. level. Yeah. Ex- again, I'm like a very like all or nothing kind of person. And then also in Canada, I went into depression and I. You know, I, I went through a lot, basically, and, you know, through a lot of things, meditation, this and that, I sort of, like, come back and, you know, decided that I would stop giving a fuck, and I just, like, want to be who I am, and that's mm. that's it, you know, yeah. and, like, just explore that. But really funny story, back in 2012, like, mm-hmm. early, mm-hmm. I was still living in Canada working for BlackBerry. Yeah. <laughs> My grandmother, out of the blue, called me. Yeah. And then she's like, hey, um, you know Hillary Clinton? Yeah. And I'm like, of course I know Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Okay. Secretary of State, right? At the time. I think. Yeah. And um, I was like, yeah, you know, um, if you don't want to get married one day, but you are like Hillary Clinton. Yeah. I'll be fine with that. <laughs> like, um, thank you. So I should just be Secretary of State or I should be married. Like, I mean, those are my options. Oh God. Thank you, Opong, my grandmother. I love her. Uh, it was just something like super hilarious. 
And it's like either get married or be a super badass bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, thanks. Everywhere you go, people, people, the community, like, are going to like force you into this path, right? Yeah. I mean, I came from a business school background, so. As an MBA, mm-hmm. um, people think like the only way to success like is through career track yeah, like ladder. there are these like career tracks, right? Like, oh, you're either going to be a consultant or an investment banker or a private equity person or like a venture yeah. capitalist, and these are the tracks, and mm-hmm. this is where your life is going to take you, yeah. and this is how much you're going to make by two years, three yeah. years, and so on. Similarly, there seems to be like housewife track, yes. especially more prevalent, I think, in Indonesia. Yeah. Um, and, like, our society is, like, yeah. if you're not a career woman, you should be on the mummy track. Yeah. I'm sure this is societal pressure has always been a thing, but given that we live in such a social media-intensive yeah. lifestyle and way of life, I think younger people today feel even greater scrutiny to, like, fit into the stereotype and molds of success or living a good life, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of pressure to there, there, conform to is. a formula. Yes, exactly. I mean... People always try to put you into a formula. Why? Because it is easy. Yeah. And it's simple. Yeah. And it's probably what they go through. So I guess if you do stick to the societal norms mm-hmm. and you were married yeah. when you were 25, which is not, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. But you see a bunch of other people and you see that, that are having fun. And I don't know, like if you're having fun, you're going to be fine. Yeah. But if you're not, then if you're, you're doing it for to... societal norms and pressure, then yeah. that's probably not a good idea. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So what is more important, I guess, is to really embrace whatever sides you have, no matter, I mean, if you're a masculine female or a feminine female or a, a feminine <laughs> male and a masculine male, whatever you are, right? Just again, do you, and that, that's, that, that authenticity, if you mm-hmm. really do that, that, that will come out in mm-hmm. your leadership. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, and honestly, growing up really helps me with this. Like, I just stop caring. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> Thanks so much to Farina who allowed us to record this episode in the present moment room of Catalyst Strategies headquarters. And as always, thanks so much to our listeners who listened to this episode. As always, um, music credits to Jazzart, Ryan Little, and Bro for Free. And if you haven't followed us on YouTube, um, our latest channel, uh, you should definitely follow yeah. us. We're also still going to be on SoundCloud, but we want to... Uh, highlight YouTube a bit more. And also, it's a lot easier, I guess, to listen on YouTube than, yeah. say, like open up SoundCloud or, you know, go into iTunes and download the podcast. So we're trying to make it easier for you guys to to, uh, to enjoy the episodes. Yeah. And once again, we always, always really want feedback. So email us at dialogicapodcast at gmail.com or send us a Facebook message or comment on YouTube. And as always, uh, we'll have resources and links at our website, dialogica.id. And thanks so much for listening. Bye.